You're listening to American Workers Radio, a national network promoting American-made products with your host, Michael Blihash. Well, welcome once again to another edition of American Workers Radio here on 860 AM. And as you know, we serve southeastern Pennsylvania, and that is all of southeastern Pennsylvania, the state of New Jersey and northern Delaware. And I have to tell you that people tune in from all over the USA simply by logging on to AmericanWorkersRadio.com, and they can listen on the Listen Live link. And many people tell me they go to Alexa and say, Alexa, 860 AM radio, and that is during the regular broadcast hour on Wednesday from 11 AM until 12 noon. However, you can go to Alexa anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and just say, Alexa, American Workers Radio, and the rebroadcast should come up there as well. As always, I ask that you contact family members and friends on this last Wednesday of the month and invite them to tune in. And of course, we will have a rebroadcast of today's show this afternoon up and available for you and yours to enjoy. And of course, we try to share ideas. So I want to say thank you to Henry Chaplinski for making sure that it sounds good and welcoming. And of course, thank all of the radio stations that promote our message, the newspapers and radio stations that promote our commentary and invite people to tune into our website and see all the things that we have available. You know, this is the election season and there is a register to vote link on the front page of American Workers Radio. No matter where you live, you will be able to register from that site. You just put in your zip code, your state and your zip code, and it will take you to the uh, site and you'll be able to register and they'll send you the information you need in the mail. Also, this is National Small Business Weekend coming up uh, this week. And it's always the first Friday, Saturday and Sunday of every month. And um, I'm asking all of you to support your local businesses throughout the month and throughout the year and on Saturday and Sunday of this month and Friday as well. When you go shopping, let people know that you are a supporter of the Buy American Made campaign because that's really what it's all about. Also, I want to say a special thank you and a welcome to all of our panel members. With us today is Bruce Bassett Powell. And uh, of course, Mark Andel is with us. And remember, Mark Andel's site there is right seen as you come on to the site of American Workers Radio right on the right side. And by the way, Mark Andel is also a broadcaster, and you can click on his site, and it's the Made in America show, where we're continuing to share all sorts of ideas. I have to tell you that a lot of people are concerned about such a message that we produce here on American Workers Radio because a lot of their product lines and their advertisers are foreign-made. So our message brings together a lot of people, and I'm very, very happy 
to uh, make sure that we get the message out loud and clear through our commentary links. And you can go on our guest page and put your name on, and they'll be very happy to put you on the email list that you'll get a copy of our email each and every week. You'll get access to our radio broadcast the morning of it to remind you and also send it around to family and friends. And, and also with us today is Larkin Conley, a small business advocate, someone who's very knowledgeable and very much enjoyed on our broadcast. And I want to thank everybody for being with us on a regular basis. Remember, they are volunteers. And if you have something to say, I love to hear from people. Just send me a brief note through the email to michael at americanworkersradio.com. Well, everybody, February the 28th is normally the last day of February. However, every four years, which is this year, the 2024, it's a leap year. So we have 29 days. So tomorrow is the 29th day of the month. But I also wonder, does that mean somebody born on February 29th, does that mean they only celebrate a birthday every four years? Hmm, interesting thought. Well, uh, you know, another thing that I wanted to bring up, America is now experiencing a new type of welfare. It's very unfortunate. It's the southern border migrant welfare system. Can you believe that um, we have all these people coming over the border and we're giving them all sorts of help, putting them in hotels, bussing them around, giving them free health care, free cars, $1,000 a month to live on per person. It's a hell of a good racket. They come to America and get everything F-R-E-E. Now, to me, that's a new type of of welfare that we, the taxpayers, should not be paying for, nor should we be seeing the people who are elected in Washington be allowing this to happen. How is that possible that it can continue to go on and grow? We've been watching it now for this whole new idea of the welfare. Come to America and immediately you get welfare uh, because we don't know what to do with you. We didn't invite you. We didn't vet you. We did nothing, but we're going to give you welfare right away. I think today I'm going to tune into uh, Mr. Larkin Conley first. Larkin, what do you think? Is it proper for America's workers to go out of their way to work hard, pay taxes, to have people in Washington just give the money away to anybody who comes to the door? Well, good morning, Mike, um, Michael, and uh, I understand that we've got a full cast on board. Um, and Henry, thanks for, as Mark says, uh, making it sound good. You know, here's what I think is the even uh, a more critical indication of how far off base this country is right now. We're housing um, illegal immigrants or immigrant, whatever you want to call them. We're housing them in New York City hotel rooms 
for the rack rate. Yes. That's why that's this is why the hotel people aren't saying, No, I'm gonna save a couple floors for my regular business people. They're getting rack rate. And our holiday in rack rate right now could be four or five hundred dollars. Um you never pay rack rate and um uh, but the government in its own infinite wisdom has decided Oh well, you put this family up in this room, and 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 we'll you can charge us rack rate. It just makes no sense. And we've got if you step out of any one of those hotels and try to find a bridge, and you look under that bridge, you look at that abutment, you're going to see a handful of veterans. These are people that went through basic training and went uh, and and fought for for freedom in this country and freedom around the world. Mm-hmm. Right. They get home and it's well you know, you're on your own. And you know, it, American it, it, American workers, America's businesses are paying these taxes and people of all ages, I mean especially adults they're paying these taxes and billions and billions of our tax dollars are being given to people we know nothing about. Nothing. That's the sad part of it. You know, when families came to this country, even as far back as 10 years ago, you had to get a visa, the whole deal. You had to enter with, uh, you know, approval. This here now is totally demented. I know working in human services, we always had to have through nationality service centers and things like that. You had to know something about the person. You just didn't give right away. They had to have someone sponsoring them or a business welcoming them. There is nothing like that in the last few years. Nothing. Just come right in and take everything that you can. The cost that cross the southern border, people are being treated, as you said, much better than taxpayers and families who are really helping to the country to pay its bills. But more important is American workers are going to work. People are filling out their income tax. And, you know, people in Washington are absolutely saying nothing. I'm looking at some of the people. Everybody's up for re-election in the Congress this year. And that'll be taking place. Of course, the, the main election will be in November. But everybody's up to whole Congress. Nobody's talking about how ridiculous this is. Of course, some of the people, they're waiting to vote for the budget and extension of the budget and this and that. But no one is really bringing to attention exactly what it's costing us per illegal migrant. And I don't think you and I and somebody else should be working and paying taxes for people we know nothing about but are receiving our money, and that doesn't make sense. We're on this radio broadcast urging uh, school districts to put in the trade programs. We're urging people to buy American. And yet the country, the leadership of the country right now, is saying, come on in, we'll take care of you, this will be a better life for you. How about better life for the American people, the young people in America, where where do they fit in? I don't, I can't get it. You know, and some people say, 
oh, well, they, the national leaders passed the buck. And, you know, they play the blame game. Well, that's not what we, we elected them for. The game is how America's elected leaders have been wasting our money. It ends up to be a lot of bull. It should be where we have to say you have to stop nickel and diming us on all the prices. Just look at the amount of money that went up because of inflation. Today, we're being actually quartered and dollared to death. There was a report that came out on Monday, and it said that most things went up by at least 20 cents on a dollar. Now, who, who, who wants to go to work and have to put 20 cents out additional for what reason? There was no reason for it. And two weeks ago, they announced that they're going to have to cut back on all the electric cars because there's not enough uh, infrastructure to you know, make sure that the cars are going to be fixed and the batteries that would be needed, the whole thing. There's just no thinking, and yet the public radio programs, the national news is not talking about it. I feel there are not enough people really out there with the muscle to speak it up. And now I'm seeing all these protesters come out. I'd like to see some protesters come out and go to some of these rallies that the elected people are having and speak up. How long can it go on? I mean, what do you think, Mark? You're a man who knows what it's all about. Yeah, how you doing, Mike? Uh, Larkin, great to hear you. Bruce, Henry. Uh, Mike, yeah, I mean, interesting uh, topics. Again, you know, me being a businessman in business and uh, struggling times for the last four years, you hear free money, free rooms, free food for people that haven't contributed at all. And our veterans and our men and women, uh, you know, a lot of business owners are in pain and, uh, you know, in the real world, a struggle. And it's uh, hard to believe that they're just letting this happen up to, what, 5,800, 6,000 people a day coming to country. Um, you know, I thought even uh, you just, you know, my father puts a fence around his bushes to keep the deer out, you you know, from eating them. And, <laughs> you know, there's there's ways you got to have a fence. You got to have the wall. Donald Trump did certain things right. Why quit doing things right? Um, like you said, it's out of control. Larkin, New York City, uh, hotels, uh, rooms, uh, food cards. Uh, you know, here we're struggling business. To, you know, I got guys working paycheck to paycheck, week to week. So the common sense, as we said, we always wanted common sense. We're trying to open that common sense university. Uh, it's going to be hard to get the people to go. They wouldn't understand why, right? Mm-hmm. Um, very tough uh, times like to hear this because it's consistent. It's, it's happening every day. It's a political year. You hear now he's starting to think about certain things because he wants to make himself look good. Um, you, you know, it's just so hard when you got struggling businesses all around you. The last four years, I've been asked to explain that to many banks. Uh, what happened since 2019 with your business? 2020, 21, 22. Why'd you take PPP money? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? What happened? Lack of sales, rapid inflation, product shortage. You know, uh, president administration change for us was the military were cut and the oil and mining were cut. And then you had the Ukraine wars with sanctions put on countries that a lot of my customers deal with, and they couldn't deal with it. And you could go, the list goes on and on, the UAW strike, the chip shortage. Um, nobody seems to want to grab hold of how this affects business and sales. And then inflation and expenses, still going from $0.50 cents a pound to $1.50 a pound. So, you know, your electric bill up to 30%, if it's your phone. 
all these expenses have to be absorbed, and residential owners handle it the worst. They don't like change at all, so it takes three, four, five years for them to, you know, get why, why is things going up? But, Mike, and I only bring that up because it's just a question, you know, when you say all these people are flooding the country and free money, and, you know, we, business owners and taxpayers, have to come up with this money for them. And that's what I think is missed, Mike. You're absolutely right. How long can they go on? The thing that amazes me, and those people who do report that they talk to their local Congress people and all, it's always some kind of pass-the-buck issue. Well, you know, they are negotiating things right now. Then you see the congressman again in six months. Well, you know, they are negotiating things right now. How long does a negotiation take place? I really believe, just as we're speaking on this radio broadcast, I really believe it should be on a TV program where people could see what's going on. People could send in questions and let them answer it on the spot where thousands and thousands of people could watch uh, at any time. You could re look at rebroadcast. Re they don't want to do that because nobody wants to have the commitment that they said this or that. It's a strange world we live in. Uh, you know, the people keep telling me the uh, long-term southern border solution is soon at hand. My God, I say to myself, how long did that? It's already been going on for three years. What, what is making people angry now is the fact that some of these people are getting all those free cards and all. Can you imagine giving somebody a $1,000 card and they say, well, they're only going to get that amount of money until we get this thing under you know, control? It should have never happened. You wouldn't need it to be under control. A person who's in America, you want to know who they are, where they came from, what they did. That's not happening. They go under the fence. They go across the little lakes and ponds and all that. No, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And American workers are going to be suffering from this. America's debt is $34 trillion. There's no possible way that's going to go down in overnight. And when people say, well, it's getting Biden and all the people in Washington right now are saying things are getting better. Inflation's going down a little bit. Inflation should have never gone up to begin with. Mark, you must be suffering unbelievable with this inflation. And I, I can see it because every, every person in business tells me, I don't know how much longer I can continue. Because when the electric goes up, the water goes up, the insurance goes up, how do you do that when many people now are not walking in the doors of stores, they're buying stuff online, and it's, it's a whole change in society. If the government was smart, they would have said, uh-uh, no inflation is going to be possible. We are going to keep our inflation sh shut off in America to make us a more comp competitive place. Once the, uh, the independence of the oil industry went down the drain, it was finished. We're gone. Kaput. How about we turn to Mr. Bruce Bassett Powell. Dr. Bruce, uh, do you see any good things? You're down that way. 
Do you see any good things happening with this uh, migration thing? All I know is that the Senate sent a bill that would have solved much of the problems down at the, at the, at the border, and uh, it was rejected by uh, Mr. Donald Trump. And so they all fell in line and they're at a stalemate right now. And it's not just Democrats, it's Republicans as well. It's the whole political system. Well, I don't, I don't agree. I, I, I agree with that. I heard that too, Bruce. And I don't think any candidate or anyone should try to control the people who are in office right now, today, to do what they're supposed to do. They should have done it. They should have never allowed it to begin to give all this free stuff, the new welfare in America. It's all the migrants, 10 million, nine and a half million, whatever the amount is. It's our dollars being wasted. Why go to work? You might as well say you're in a migrant and get a thousand dollar card a month. Michael, I would like to throw in something uh, to uh, Bruce. The bill they proposed and that they sent up was summarily rejected by uh, the Republicans because it it didn't do anything to improve the border. It had numbers like 5,000 people a day, this and that, and this, and and it didn't say they attached it to a bill associated with um, the war. You know, they wanted to send a whole bunch of money to the Middle East to uh, fight wars. Larkin, I agree with that. And I heard all of this But no candidate at any point should be saying, hold back on passing that, whether that really happened or not, or did the media make that bigger than it was meant to be. The thing is, leaders are supposed to be leaders, not followers. And if you're elected to go to Washington, you're not supposed to be a follower. You're supposed to be a leader. Bruce, in your area where you are from, you're near all these illegals coming in. What do the people in your area feel about that? What do the working people feel about that when they're watching somebody walk in and get a $1,000 a month credit card? Well, they're, they're voting right now for local and um, uh, national um, Congress people. So, uh, I mean, I personally haven't uh, been impacted by it, but then that doesn't mean anything. We occasionally get um, roads closed because immigrants are driving around in a SUV somewhere and they, they're uh, chasing them down. But uh, I don't think that's happening now because it's easy to cross the border. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with many of the people who write to me and say these words. No one should ever be able to enter America without the permission of the American people in advance. Not the government, the American people. This is something that should be on the November ballot that no president, no Congress should um, do this, allow this to happen. And, you know, Someone made a good suggestion. I was speaking with somebody and they made a good suggestion. And I, you know, we worked up on, you know, getting this up and I wanted to just send it to you. They said, you know, Michael, it might be good for somebody who is ready to retire from the House or Senate to put up a bill that says no. uh, First of all, the first part of the bill would be a balanced budget amendment. I like that. 
person's going to retire anyways. You know, put it up. Let's see what it's And then also, no one ever enters America without the permission of the American people in advance. You know, for 100, 200 years plus, there were people coming here. They had to have a visa. They had to have a sponsor. They had to know where they were going. You know, when they came off the boats in Philadelphia, in Baltimore, in, in Boston, and in, uh, in New York, they had somebody ready to accept them into their homes to, to get them established whether they were came, coming here to be workers because we needed adult workers and it was the industrial revolution. But that's not happening now. We are, it's the total reverse. Come in. We don't know where you're going to be, you bust off to or go to. We have no idea how your health care is going to be operated. We have no idea where you're going to be spending the night, the week, or the month. And we have no idea how you'll get money. So we'll give it to you so you don't cause crime or something to get, you know, some dollars. This is the kind of thing is not being discussed by the people that were elected to go to Washington. And Larkin, you know better. You, you watch some of these programs. All the bull that's going on right now is strictly, to me, election time bull. It's a lot of additional words that once the election is over and everybody's butts are back in their seats in Washington, they're going to do very little unless the American people speak up loud and clear. What do you think of that, Larkin? Well, I, I agree, Michael. And, uh, and my parting words, because I have an appointment, a prior engagement that I have to attend, this problem and Bruce is the one that could um, address this the most completely. This problem exists around the world. We're not the only country that's having a problem with immigration. It is a terrible, terrible problem anywhere you go. Am I, am I not correct, Bruce? Yes, you're absolutely correct. It's, uh, it's got put for, for other than America... Uh, in the you know it's it's hunger and famine that are causing these people to uh, try and migrate to other countries. Right. Uh, it's purely economic, I think, down in uh, for the border here. Well, one of so the things I'm, I want to add to this is many countries, especially in Europe, uh, they took in some people uh, several years ago and they got burned. Because a lot of those people never be, really became part of the countrymen, so to speak. They lived in their own, you know, little worlds within a country. But what makes America more different is that we are welcoming people and then they are placed on our welfare system. In the foreign countries, yes, people are leaving but they are told in order for you to enter these countries, you must make it on your own. You will be put to work no matter what type of work they have available. That's not happening in the United States. The first thing is you, you, when you come to a country, you should know what the person's all about. What skills? Do they have any skills whatsoever? 
Would it be better to put them in some kind of a training program where jobs may be able to welcome them? And we have a lot of jobs in this country if this was the way the American people agreed. Most people say the bottom line, Michael, is no one should be entering America without our permission, not Biden or Trump or the Congress without our permission. It should be on the ballot. Somebody who's ready to retire should get up next week and say, I want to put this on the ballot. I want this. No one comes to this country anymore. The border is slammed shut and we do not give any welfare out. If you want to come, you have to have a skill. You have to have real reasons. I can go to any uh, store or I can go to any place and say, I want this and I want that. It, does, it doesn't work like that. And you go to a store, you have to have the funds to pay it. You go to a restaurant, you want to eat, you have to have the funds to pay it. You go to a gas station, you have to have the funds to pay it. They're giving the people the money so they'll have the funds to pay it while the American people are left in the dark. We have a lot of poor people in America. I mean, people who went through some difficult times and they should be helped in many ways, but they're not. They're simply not being helped. So this is where somebody has to grow up in America. I really think that we need a lot more people running for the main office in America. You know, when they were having those um, discussions on the panels and all on TV prior to this most recent election, some things were said that were interesting, but a lot of it is just bibble babble questions that don't mean a lot to people. I think they have to get down to brass tacks, get down to business. What is it all about? When somebody asks me a question, I give them a direct answer. When they ask, you know, they ask somebody else a question, it's the hemming and hauling, especially when it comes to a lot of the elected officials. When you call them up, you, you're almost sorry that you called. And that's not what we're supposed to be voting for people to do. Who is the best person to give us the proper representation? When I came to this country, I uh, had a sponsor. I had to wait a year before I could get my green card. I actually arrived with my green card in hand. I didn't just come and find out what was happening. I and how long did it w- take for you to come here, Bruce? A year. Oh, one year, I okay. Was, yeah, a whole year. It was, took me, uh, I went up and down from where I lived to London to the embassy at least once every couple of weeks to fill out one form or another. Um, and anyway. let me ask you, Bruce, your reason that you presented on your paperwork to come to America was? Well, I, I had a, uh, I had a uh, company that wanted to hire me for my skills. And um, that's, uh, that was good enough for, for the immigration people. Uh, I had a sponsor and um, it was all very smooth. Well, that's that is what I hear from 90 percent of the people that I know who came to America over the years. They were brought here because of skills, because industries were growing 30 years ago, not, you know, downsizing and automation is hurting a lot of things now, too. But this is something you went through a process 
just coming over the border, I mean, I understand that certain countries are having very difficult times because their leaders are treating their people very poorly. But is it up to the American people or American workers or America's businesses to permit this without any vetting of the people, finding out who they are, what they are, why they're coming, what is their real purpose, and what did they do when they were in that particular foreign country? That's a question that I ask a lot of the people that tell me they they immigrated 7, 10, 12 years ago. I said, well, what did you do when you were living in this particular country? And they said the same thing I'm doing here in America. That's one of the reasons they welcomed me, just like you were welcomed Bruce, these people were welcomed because they had a skill. And so what's going on? You know, it's, it's, it doesn't make any kinds. There is a reason to doubt people who are in elected office, what their real purpose is. Not doing their best to represent us is now coming back to haunt us. It's putting every one of our children and we'll put in America's grandchildren and future generations in debt, that that's not going to just go away. It's a problem. And no people in Washington are addressing it. I told you about my issues with the Department of Commerce. Mark, as I said last week, you'd be wonderful to go down there and testify what it is to keep a business afloat. And I want to tell you this. When I spoke to the people at the Commerce Department in Washington, not one of those people, and I hope somebody sends this off to them, is really qualified to make sure that businesses are kept in America. They're worrying about ground quality and stuff like that, but not what what are we doing to keep jobs in America? Nothing. It's just insane. When I talk to them, I'm sorry that I made a contact because it's like, well, I don't know. And my supervisor is not there. I can't ask. Maybe he would be better to be on the phone with you to answer those two questions you asked me. It is just bibble babble. You know, time passes very quickly, Mark, you know, so we really have to take action right now if we have the chance to do it. What do you think? You know, I agree with you. You know, uh, change has to happen. I'd love to be part. Of course, I'm always voicing my opinion uh, with what's going on. You know, but like you said, Mike, just so many people to me, they don't seem to be, especially politicians, in our in our world. You know, uh, fighting what we're fighting, dealing with what we're dealing with. Um, you know, you got to isolate it. There's so much information coming to you. You got to kind of stay the course. I believe, like you, Mike, I've always, uh, you know, God's a great leader. So, I just believe, you know, so, you know, I can't, I think more people got to know what's going on and and it's hard for me. I'm not sure how to do that. Uh, the news has to be more accurate. I do believe that and have to be more honest with the people and they have to talk about things that affect us, us, the middle-class Americans every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, my suggestion is inflation went up and it continues to go up. My suggestion is what are we doing to stop it? I, people are, people are, I have to tell you, people are contacting their congressmen. And when I go around, I say, this is an election year. You better start asking questions because taxes at all levels continue to go up. All levels. 
no matter what. And even sales tax, because all the products went up 20%. That means the sales tax goes up every time the product goes up. So government is okay. But what goes down? It's If no one's there to control inflation, it's really hurting every American person. And yet the people in Washington have not been addressing. I don't hear it. I'm sure people, do you hear it, uh, Mark? Anybody talking about inflation? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to... I'm always trying to educate people with that, Mike, rapid inflation, product shortage, worker shortage, um, all the changes we've had, administration changes, executive orders, and how they affect certain people like me in the oil mining industry or military work. Um, it's very difficult, it seems, to get people to understand. Uh, they're very slow to change. But if it's affecting you every week, you know, if you've got plenty of money in the banks, one thing. But, you know, I hear international companies are closing all the time. they got too much inventory. Everybody's laying off. You don't hear nothing on the news. People are laying off. The slow times, they got too much inventory. Banks won't back the inventories. Um, you know, there's major problems going on, but I just don't hear it on the channels that I think are viewed by most of the population, Mike. <laughs> You're right. And, you know, the political candidates, because this is an election year for the whole Congress, if they're avoiding the inflation issue, then the people better start questioning why. And I really think that there should be more candidates, more candidates from every level of, in the community, every, every person in local government, in state government, in federal government. More people should come forward to put their names in. They don't want to get involved with the fundraising and all that sort of stuff. You know, Mark, I could write, go to Buffalo and register, I'll live there for a while, whatever the requirements are. I could r write you in as a candidate for governor. I could write you in as a candidate for president or state representative or whatever. You know, people in the big seats just don't have any fear of losing the seat that they're in right now, so they don't care. Hey, whatever I say, whatever I do. And in most cases, them hiding from the people is the better way to operate because the people don't have any opportunity to give them too many questions. And so they're not you know, able to be held to their word. The infl word inflation is something that I would like to see national elected leaders really go and make a big to-do of. Mark, do you ever think we'll see inflation go down? Is there a possibility that you would see that you'd be able to get inflation down 20% in America? Yeah, you know, like on steel, we've seen, uh, you know, 2019, Mike, uh, steel, mild steel prices from the mills were, say we were paying 50%, 50 cents a pound. Then we got up to $1.50 a pound, in, uh, you know, by 2022, 2023. Now it's probably a dollar to dollar twenty. So there's some movement down, but not to where we're used to, Mike, four years ago. I think them days are gone. This is the new world. And, uh, you know, we're paying more for bread to steal, the, you know, fuel they play the games with. Um, you know, but uh, very important diesel fuel, you know, uh, was two dollars or so four years ago. Uh, now four dollars, you know. So, Mike, yeah, you know, there's adjustments. I don't think we're going to see the world we've seen four years ago. No, I, I, but I will tell you this it would make America a much more competitive place if we could get our prices down. 
And it's it everything is possible if people work together. You know, as I mentioned many times, I would like to see Democrats, Republicans, independents all be questioned. What are they going to do about inflation? Inflation, by the way, if it's not stopped before the next election, we're going to see it go up, 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 up. It goes up sneakily. And then they just say, oh, well, that went up, so we have to go up. This, the cost of, look at the interest rates. The interest rates went up too high. I don't want to hear all this nonsense, what they're telling you, you must have the interest rates or whatever. No, you need to control costs. When you control costs, you are able to keep down the interest rates. People can't go to work. They can't live just working for bills, working for interest rates, working, you know, it does pay, working to pay taxes. This doesn't make any kind of sense. And yet I speak to Democrats and Republicans and nobody has an answer. I only tell you one thing. They receive their paycheck at the end of every week. And that's the problem. If they had to really work for their paycheck, if they had to ask, answer questions to their constituents, if they had to come to more town meetings. You know, when the pandemic was around, that was the last election. It was an excuse. Everybody could say, oh, well, you know, uh, we don't want to bring people together in gatherings because of the pandemic. Somebody could get ill or something. Well, that was the last election. Here we are two years later. Pandemic is mainly, mainly way behind us. There's no reason for you to not sponsor more community forums, meet the people, hear what the people have to say. I'm saying all this today because it's really getting close to the primary going out to vote and all. But many people have to still register. Some people said they weren't registered or they registered independent and this time they want to vote for a Democrat or Republican. Well, this is, you can change your registration anytime. So go do vote. And if you need information about voting, remember it's on the front page of AmericanWorkersRadio.com and it's good for every town and city here in the United States of America. Uh, Mark, tell us what else is happening. Uh, Pretty soon it's going to be tourist season again. Uh, how how do you think that's going to go? Yeah, Mike, I'm glad you brought that up because, believe it or not, today was our first bus from Castle, PA. Uh, came about 10 o'clock. We have 74 booked right now for the year, uh, which is great. That was the best January, February we've had booking-wise. We're probably a double from last year's start, uh, which is a great sign. Uh, you know, Americans want to get out. Do they have as much disposable income? No. So we got the tourist season. We're opening up our, uh, opening up our Niagara Falls Made in America store on the second floor of uh, Rainbow Boulevard. And, you know, that has to be open. We're going to open for uh, Good Friday, Mike, uh, the 22nd of March. We've got uh, Easter on March 31st. Uh, and then we've got the Eclipse. A lot of people ain't talking about this solar eclipse. It's happening April 8th, and uh, a lot of people, Mike, were on the path of that uh, eclipse. So we've turned it into a great day. We've got eight tour buses that day, and we're feeding them, and we got eclipse uh, glasses. And uh, it's kind of a neat uh, neat push. People are into it, and they want to see something. Uh, so we got a lot going on. Spring is here, really, Mike. It's right around the corner. We had a light uh, winter ending. 
So we're hoping we've got January, February, two tough months of the first quarter out of the way. Uh, March, the robins start singing, so we got to stay positive <laughs> and we got to keep selling somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had some up and down weather in uh, the Pennsylvania area and New Jersey. It was a crazy, crazy winter season. It's not that long to go at this point, but we had some very brutally cold days. I mean, right to the bone cold days. And the American workers that were doing outdoor work, you know, fixing the streets and lights and stuff like that, they said, wow, it was a pretty rough year. But we didn't have a lot of snow. But uh, did you have a lot of snow up there in Buffalo? Yeah, you know, we had that big storm in November where we got that six, seven foot again. Uh, it lasted a week and it was gone. You know, for our industry, for our snowplow an uh, ice control industry, very tough because you sell some snowplows, but you want to sell parts and repair them. So another two years of a not not so much of a winter, which is just, I bring that up because it's hard on snow-related businesses, if it's the snowmobile companies to the ski resorts to, uh, you know, whoever deals and it is affected by the travel uh, from people enjoying the winter sports, uh, it was a light winter, so that's really tough on the economy. Um, and that's just uh, Mother Nature, Mike. <laughs> we can't really blame, uh, you know, much for the no snow. I'm sure there's some that blame Donald Trump, but I, I think, um, you, you know, it's just Mother Nature. Things are changing. We've had lighter winters. But now, going into spring, we look forward to people. Uh, we got to stay positive one day at a time. Uh, we got to somehow absorb these high expenses and charge enough to cover. You know, again, with business, you got to bring in more money than you put out. Uh, that's simple math. The government doesn't know anything about that, but businessmen do. <laughs> well, I have to give you a suggestion. This is a Michael Blehosh suggestion. I would like to see some national uh, candidate suggest this because inflation went up in america we would like to see taxes be reduced on businesses and every worker and every person here in the united states everybody has to get a tax uh, refund because inflation went up too high and with inflation going up, the government also collected more taxes on salaries, on sales tax, whatever. Whatever taxes they were. I really would like to see that. What do you think of that, Bruce? Would you like to have some legislation that says if the government is not controlling inflation, when inflation goes up above 2%, taxes have to go down to adjust for that uh, increase in inflation? What do you think of that idea? Um, yeah, I don't think it would fly. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> For hardworking people or retired people or the poor yeah, or America's know, youth, it. it would be great. They would have to give a reduction in taxes if inflation goes up. If they're not in control of something in uh, in Washington, then we're taking it. All the American people, Americans' businesses, our tax accounts and everything else are just growing, growing, growing. And no one's even talking about it. I think there should be a piece of legislation. I'd love to have somebody who's going to retire from the Congress this year uh, contact me. Remember, the address is michael at americanworkersradio.com. Send me uh, your thoughts on that, and I would be happy to you know, help you promote it. If we don't do something to give some sensible suggestions, we're just going to be taxed to death. It's going to continue to be an inflation nightmare without an end, 
while the people in it in Washington pretend that it's not happening. And if they weren't pretending it was not happening, we would see it addressed in Washington. We would hear it in the national news. We're not hearing or seeing any of that happening. Do you see that happening, Mark? No, you know, you brought up a good point before. You know, interest rates, uh, my line of credit's at 10%. Um, the snowball companies charge an extra 10%. Um, crazy interest rates, Mike, and these are things that affect business. And, uh, you know, I'm in the game. Bankers, I talked to one yesterday. They want to know what happened in 2019. You're doing good. 20, what happened in 2021, 2022? Well, you know, you've got a pandemic. You've got administration change. You've got different things going on. But the bankers, I bring that up because we always talk about small business. And, Bruce, you're involved with small business people through SCORE. Capital is the number one thing. They say, you know, you've got to go to family. You've got to go to friends. But in these tough times, banks just don't want to deal. They want paperwork. They don't want to listen to there was a pandemic, administration change, any facts. They just want to know why. Oh, and I, and, I, and I, I'm honest with them. Well, expenses are up. But, you know, they want to know why your profit margins are down, period. Right. And, you know, I went yesterday to a store to buy the wallet-type things that we use for keeping files. And I went in there, and normally the aisle that it was in had certain types of things, but not many of the kind that I wanted. It's the little bit bigger size. And I said to, I thought, well, maybe they moved them. I start walking around looking. And I said to the uh, one of the people walking around, I said, I'm looking for these these wallets, you know, these big flap wallets. And he said, Oh, they are now only available online. So I thought, I said, oh, no more in the store? He said, well, no, it wasn't a product that was moving that much, so it became better to just offer it online. And that's what it is. The more that's offered online, the more that you can't find those products at the store, that's where the problem is going to be. The the big the real big chain stores for uh, office needs and all have been changing what they're doing, too. They're urging people to go online. Now, to them, it's fine because they get it, they ship it to you, and it's less stocking in the stores. It's less personnel in the stores. The people at the shipping place for Staples or wherever uh, they just put it in, send it to you, and it's done. So everybody is cutting back. And when I go through a lot of these stores, I can see the number of people that are in the store now as opposed to three, four years ago. There were a lot more people walking around, you know, greeting you and stuff like that. That doesn't happen much anymore. And it's because the cost of employees went up so high with the inflation issue and all. And you see what's happening even in the stores. Macy's mentioned that they're closing quite a number of stores nationally. And it's announced that not only Macy's, but others are just combining, collapsing stores because of the people not coming out, but doing business online. Now, doing business online is is fine too. But I like to look at the product when I go somewhere to see where it's made. And when I'm, it's online, it doesn't really tell me that. 
except at Mark Andel's store, and you can find his link on the front page. He's got 15,000 items. No matter what you need, you know immediately that it's made in the United States of America. Just go to the front page of AmericanWorkersRadio.com and click on the Made in America store link. And, of course, help Mark and his people continue to be able to keep that movement of everything made in America moving at a smooth pace. Now, he's doing online. If you want to take a ride up to Mark's store, that's wonderful, too. But he's doing something special. But at least you know it's 100% made in America. You go to these other places, I I can't tell, and it's not on the Internet site. So that's another thing uh, that I don't care when I'm dealing with that. But I want to see the inflation issue addressed. You know, everybody that I speak to, Mark, tells me, Michael, inflation has made me reconsider a lot of things. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. But I decided, no, I can't afford it at this time. And the money that I had set aside for it to do it two years ago is now up 20%. So I decided what I wanted to beautify is not going to be beautified until I, you know, get some prices down or people get hungry and they're going to do the, the the service at a little better rate than I've just been quoted. So this is a problem in America and businesses have to start speaking up too. I wish that more businesses would make their concerns known to the national leaders. To you and I, that's one thing. But to national leaders, that way they can't say, oh, no one contacts me about any of these issues. That would be an outright lie. And especially when you contact your uh, local officials and they give you one of those uh, emails back and says, yes, I'm going to bring this to the attention of the representative or the senator or whatever, and we thank you for contacting us. That's really not a reply. That's more or less a brush off. Uh, In this case, I would tell you to keep emailing them until you get an answer to the question you asked. That's the most important thing that you can do. Don't walk away until you get an answer to the question you asked. I think, Mark, you've done that all your time in business. You have to you have to ask questions and you have to expect answers. A lot of the elected people do not want to answer because they don't want to be held accountable for that answer. You you know what I'm saying, Mark? Oh, absolutely. You know, you got to you try to be um, you know, you want people to get an understanding of what's going going on. We always said we I try to be a better listener these days, which is, you know, tough. You got to listen. But, you know, I'm listening to business people. You know, I'm in you know, a lot of people just don't listen to business people. Right away, somebody opens a business, they put a sign up, people think they're a millionaire, they got it easy. You know, again, Mike, I always said an entrepreneur is a person that'll work 100 hours a week so they don't have to work a 40-hour job. You know, they live and breathe their businesses. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think that the businesses would welcome a decrease in taxes, too. If inflation went up, Bruce, I think so. every business, you were a businessman for a long, long time. Wouldn't you welcome the fact of some kind of a law that says if inflation goes up too high and it's not controlled by our national leaders, do we get a tax increase at the end of the year on our annual business return? 
something well, it would certainly be popular. But didn't uh, Nixon institute a price freeze uh, before uh, before his demise? I believe. Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe somebody had mentioned that to me maybe two years ago. They said, but nobody looks back. They think everything is just living in today. If something good happened, maybe look at that policy. Maybe it would be better to introduce something like that these days than not to introduce it. The whole thing is American workers can't be working to pay taxes and inflation and expect to support themselves, pay their expenses, raise their children. It doesn't work like that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you hear by the music in the background, I want to say a special thank you to Larkin Conley, Mark Andel, and Bruce Bassett-Powell and our engineer, Henry Chaplinsky, for once again being with us for our Common Sense Hour here on 860. And you can listen to rebroadcast this afternoon simply by going to your Alexa and saying, Alexa, American Workers Radio. Or you can go to the front page of AmericanWorkersRadio.com and click on the Listen Anytime link. Until... Next Wednesday at 11 or or this Saturday at 11, I want to wish you and yours the very best. Have a great one. Stay well and be happy.